Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a 1,000 at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
Why does the left go after everything you love? Have you ever sat and thought about it? Why do they go after the things you love? Every time you turn around now, it's something else you love that's gone, ruined. You can't sit down and and watch an NFL football game. It's gone too, ruined. Why do they do that? They have a reason for it, and we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about this border crisis today because it is getting really bad. Really, really bad. And we may actually, it may get so bad, we have a scandal on our hands. Isn't that juicy, Chris? A little political scandal. What? We could be excited if you set aside the human suffering. But speaking of human suffering, I thought it would be appropriate to... to Not rehash, because it's not a rehash, but remember, I think it was a couple weeks ago, we did Mao, and it was a very rare two-part show for me. You know, I don't try to do that when it comes to the history thing, but there was too much there to unpack. I went two parts. With Mao's reign of terror, you could do five parts and and not get it all. I skipped a ton in the two parts, but I skipped a lot of the cultural revolution. I gave you a couple high points on it, but what it was, why it was, we're going to talk about that today. Now, I'll give you a brief recap on Mao here in a second, but first, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I still want from you, obviously your love, your hate, your death threats, like always, but two other things. I want the lies you told your kids and the ones your parents told you. I have a stack of them in front of me, and they're great. And you know what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I know. It's Thursday already, Chris. Time flies when you get to be in my presence. What? What? Anyway, it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday tomorrow. I want your questions. Remember. We screw off on Fridays. The rest of the week is heavy enough. If we're not overrun with illegal immigrants, we will be doing Ask Dr. Jesse Friday tomorrow. It can be political, but it can be history, food, relationships, jobs, stupid scenarios, animal fights, human animal fights. And I don't care. Send them in. Now, Let's do a brief setup on Mao to get us to the Cultural Revolution, which is something most people have heard of but don't really know that much about. You need to divide up. I find it's easy to divide up Mao's life, the whole, the whole Mao era, into three different parts. The first part is his beginning. Mao was an idealist. A committed communist very early on. Very early on was a reader, which was not something that ran in his family, but one of these people, he just consumed books. I I have a youngest one like that. Let's hope he doesn't turn out like Mao. But what, what, Chris? Yes, he killed people for reading later, Chris. We will get to that in a moment. 
It's not that he didn't want. You have to understand, it's not that Mao didn't want people reading later. It's that Mao didn't want people reading anything he didn't like later on. And, oh, we're going to get to that. I'm glad you brought that up, Chris. We'll get to that in a moment. But an obsessive reader starts to get a real communist bent early on. And remember this, as we talk about a lot when it comes to the Soviet, the the Russian Revolution where the commies took over, when it comes to Mao, when it comes to a lot of these guys early on. Communism, it wasn't a tried and failed ideology then. It was one of those things that hadn't been tried. It was something new. Communism was something that was only philosophical. And I, I mean, it sounds like I'm defending the worst human being to ever live, but it hadn't been tried. I could see, you're, look, you're in China in the 1920s. You know what you've known? Your country has either known dynasties or military warlords. You haven't known any kind of stability And you certainly haven't known any kind of equality when it comes to how the peasant farmers are living. People are oppressed all the time. The strong rule the weak. So young Mao and many others who followed along his early communist footsteps, you got to kind of give them a little sympathy, give them a little pass early on. Early on. Trust me, Mao's going to waste that pass here quickly, but you give him a little pass. Oh, communism. Okay, it's probably better than General What's-His-Face shooting everyone in the head. Sounds more equal. We can all be the same. Well, communism sounds nice, doesn't it? Starts a Soviet-style communist revolution in China. And yes, there was a lot of cooperation with the Soviets. However, Mao had some big, big, big differences with the Soviets. Remember the Soviets on their communist revolution? They believed it should come from the urban poor. Mao told them, you guys are nuts. That's not how China's structured. Our communist revolution needs to come from the rural poor. And I can't believe I just said the word rural on national radio and nailed it the first time, Chris. That's a tough word. Oftentimes it comes out like rural. You know it's true. He climbs the ranks in the Communist Party. There is constant struggle now. There's struggle within the Communist Party to rise in the ranks. And China is trying to figure out what it wants to be. By now, you need to set aside the warlord thoughts. By now, China is divided between the capitalist nationalists. We're just going to call them the nationalists. But they very much wanted China to go in a direction of capitalism. And the communists. And they're fighting each other to see who's going to rule this vast nation with all kinds of history. They're fighting each other and they're fighting each other and they're fighting each other. And then 1931 rolls around and this little nation called Japan comes stomping into China and starts murdering all of them. So the nationalists and the communists kind of come together and decide, all right, um, if we don't do something about the Japanese, there's not going to be a China to fight about. They come together, fight against the Chinese, so on and so forth. We all know how that goes. China wins. Well, China runs out the Japanese. And eventually, Mao wins. Mao takes over the Communist Party because the Communist Party was 
a breath away from losing this whole thing. Mao was like one of the only guys left alive, which is amazing. He had retreated to the mountains. They'd killed like all the communists except Mao. We were so close. We were so close. I know it sucks. We were so close to having him gone. Didn't get him gone. Mao was, yeah, a sadist and a mass murderer, but a talented human being. That's the type of person you really should have finished off. We didn't finish them off. Finally, the war ends. The communists win. Mao and his communist party takes over China. And it pretty much immediately is horrific. We're not talking about it today. You can go look at my old Mao show. But the great leap forward, this is going to come into play for our story. So I do have to give you a brief little recap of it. Mao had this idea called the Great Leap Forward. He wanted China to become an industrial nation. And in order to become an industrial nation, you needed money. And in order to get money, you had to trade things for it. So Mao was going to force mass portions of the population into these gigantic communal farms where they would work to get the grain where Mao could trade. And long story short, yeah, like 20, 30 million people starved to death. It was a disaster. But there's going to be a price he pays for that. We'll talk about that in the border. Hang on. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. I love dipping tobacco. And you notice, uh, I didn't say I loved I love it. I don't do it anymore, but I love it. And I always loved it. I never got to a point in my life where I said to myself, man, I hate this. I wish I could quit. I loved it. But I knew I had to quit. I knew I did. And because that was me, I knew I needed help quitting. But I'm a dude. I don't like to reach out for help. And I didn't want to walk around with a nicotine patch on or something like that. I wanted something that was more me. I found it. Jake's Mint Chews. Jake's Mint Chew, no tobacco, no nicotine. It's even sugar-free. Yet it lets me put something in my lip when I'm craving one. They even have CBD pouches. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 20% off. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on locals. I can't wait. I can't wait to get to these grocery stores closing down, Chris. That's gonna be awesome. I have something. It's gonna be offensive to say about tattoos. It's time to have a tattoo talk on the show. We're just gonna we're just gonna have that laid out there for everybody. <laughs> That's coming in just a little bit. And yeah, this disaster on the border. But back to Mao. Mao's great leap forward was, I mean, monstrous. There's no other way to put it. It was monstrous. It was not widely known outside of China. 
It was not widely known within the borders of China in the cities because they controlled, the communists controlled all the newspapers and they wouldn't print about it. Oh, by the way, tens of millions of people are dying here, but communism's great. It doesn't make it to print. It doesn't work. However, the world is starting to get sniffs of it. You can only you can hide the death of a couple peasants in the Chinese countryside. When millions of people are disappearing from existence, you cannot hide such things. And there's a man I consider to be a very brave man. You may consider him to be awful. I think what he did is very brave. Mao had a number two man. And you know, it's, I, I think it's the only other name I'm going to give you today. His name is Lu Shao Qi. And I just, the only reason I'm even giving you that name is I think he's a hero. Lu Shao Qi. And as a quick side note, I know this is my, it's one of those things that grind my gears big time. I do not understand what it is with people in giving out names and details when you're explaining important events. I feel like some people do it to prove how smart they are. I was uh, doing a bunch of reading with uh, to, to get ready for Cultural Revolution for Mao. And I, in general, I, I, you know this, I've told you this before, I will try to watch a couple things, listen to a couple podcasts, read like 10 things, because the details, import, huge details seem to change from story to story. I'm trying to get the straight scoop and give me the best information I can. And one of the podcasts I was listening to this morning, and I'm not going to give it away, I'm not just going to take a cheap shot and blast away at somebody, But I was listening to a podcast this morning, and it was a guy who was clearly a highly intelligent person. But I'm trying to get information, more information than I already had on cultural revolution. And I turned it off and wrote in silence to work for a half hour. Why? Because the entire thing was, and Lu Xiaoqi with Qi Ping Wang and Qi Ting Wang, he knew the Qi PG and the General Pao, he with the Kung Pao Chicken and the... Are you, are you out of your mind? Teachers, professors, anybody who teaches people things. This doesn't have anything to do with radio. This doesn't have anything to do with history. You lose people when you talk like that. Especially, you, you lose people when you talk like that if they're English names. If they are names foreign to us, like Chinese names, you lose people in five seconds. I'm very proud that you have your PhD in something. That's awesome. Good for you. Good. I'm very happy for you. Now, everybody already knows you're smart. You don't have to prove it with how you talk. You don't have to prove it with how you talk. Tell people stories they can understand for their sake. Don't tell people stories for your sake. I'm sorry. I'm done with that. I just had to get it off my chest. Now, only other name. Lu Xiaoqi, he's Mao's number two man. Lu Xiaoqi, like Mao, like most of the big cheeses in the Communist Party, did grow up fairly poor. Remember, these guys, these guys were fighters, revolutionaries. These guys had been through a war, a long, brutal civil war to get to where they were. These weren't the silver spoon communists. These were real revolutionaries. Body counts and such. Lu Xiaoqi came from a village. Loved his village. 
went back as the number two man in China and took a little visit to his village and was absolutely mortified by what he saw. Mortified. Great leap forward looks sure nice on paper. When you go back to your hometown and see everybody dead, it feels a little different. People you know. Would you go back to your hometown as the communist champion who saved China and united the place? And you find out everybody there hates communists and communism? That hits you. If you're at all a sane person, which Mao was not, but if you're at all a sane person, anything other than a complete sociopath, that hits you. So what happened? In 1959... There was a big communist conference with all the commies there. It was held out in the suburbs, and Mao was obviously the number one man in control of everything. But Mao had a few people he trusted. One of those people was Liu Xiaoqi. And at this big communist conference, it's not necessarily different than your business conference, your church conference, your whatever conference you go to. A bunch of different people get up and give different speeches about different things. We talk about the state of this, and here's my speech, and here's my speech, and blah, 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 blah. You know what, exactly what I'm talking about. Well, Liu Xiaoqi has a little plan. He's going to address the fact that tens of millions of Chinese have been starved to death and that it's the communists' own fault these people have been starved to death. Now, he knows he shouldn't necessarily tell Mao that, so he presents to Mao a written copy of the speech he's going to give. Mao takes a look at it. This is his friend. Mao says, oh, okay, sounds good. Yeah, that's right. You know what? You can give this speech, and feel free to even ad-lib a little. You're my boy, Lu Xiaoqi. But Mao was in for quite a surprise. Lu Xiaoqi stood up and gave a speech. And he did not name Mao by name, but he didn't have to. He said, this huge famine, this huge thing that's killing tens of millions of our countrymen, this is not weather. This is man-made. Man did this. Mao incensed. However, Mao had a more Asian and I might say better way of conducting himself when it came to war, when it came to combat. What do I mean by that? We Westerners do many things better than Easterners, but not everything. Easterners do a lot of really great things. They've been doing this for a long time, a lot longer than we have. Asians in general, and I'm talking Afghanistan, China, Japan, in general, this is not universal, have a much more patient view of combat. A generational thing. We Americans want it done, want it done now, let's get it done. That's not how they look at things. Your Mao, you have just been knifed in the back by your number two man. Not only were you knifed in the back, you were knifed in the back publicly in front of the other Communist Party members. You want this guy dead now. Mao didn't do anything. Mao didn't say anything. Mao decided to sit and watch and be patient and wait because Mao knew his time was going to come. Now, 
Another reason Mal didn't do anything right away was this. It wasn't avoidable what a disaster the Great Leap Forward was. So Mal was going to have a little adjustment on his level of power. We'll talk about that adjustment, try to finish up the Great Leap Forward, move on to the Cultural Revolution in your emails. Hang on. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that we can give our daughters everything they need to grow and learn. But not every child can focus on classes and play dates. Nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. face hunger. That's one in six. School lunch might be their only meal each day. And it's heartbreaking to imagine any child going to bed hungry. We're dreaming of a perfect day when kids can smile, play, and just be kids without worrying about where their next meal will come from. Feeding America is working to make that perfect day a reality. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. That food is given to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about doing things that make an ordinary day extraordinary. Learning to play an instrument, building a sandcastle, hosting tea parties. Hunger should never be an obstacle to growing up. You can help end childhood hunger in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I want to say a quick word about the reconciliation bill we passed last week. The massive $1.9 trillion bill was not COVID relief, it was liberal relief. Everybody, everybody and everyone needs to understand what this was. It was not a rescue plan. It was a heist of taxpayers' money. We don't have $1.9 trillion to be spending. When we have, have to borrow this much money, we're digging our country deeper into debt. That was Tommy Tuberville, or if you ask Chris, who's clearly not a college football fan, Tommy Tuberville. You called him Tommy Tuberville, Chris. You cannot cover this up now. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. We did a show yesterday on, I mean, part of it was about the assassination of Reinhard Heydrich, which was awesome. We got an interesting email on this. A very interesting email. Can you speculate how different the world may have been if you go back in time and kill young Hitler? Also wants to know if we should look more fondly on the Nazis for opposing the communists. And boy, is that going to get icky and uncomfortable. So you know we're digging into that. (laughs) We have to, Chris. We have an obligation. We'll get into that in a little while. See? There are people out there in this business, radio and TV, there, I know you're going to find this shocking. They know a lot more about the industry than I do, and they're a lot more talented at it than I am. However, when these news days are fairly slow, nobody does it better than us, Chris. Nobody does. We don't need big stories on this show. <laughs> We'll discuss Nazis versus communists on this show. All right, quit distracting me. Back to our story. 
Mao, after the Great Leap Forward, obviously has been a huge failure, an embarrassing failure, embarrassing on a world level. Remember, the Communist Party in China, they kept the lid on it as much as possible. The world found out, started writing about it. They had to figure out what to do going forward, and here's what they did. They took Mao, and he was far too powerful, worshipped by this point, quite literally, like a god king. So he was too powerful to fire or kill, but they really had to figure this out. We can't have people still dying. Mao didn't look at what happened and say, oh, man, that's my bad. You had to figure something out. So what they did... Liu Xiaoqi, remember his number two and others in the Communist Party, they left Mao there as obviously a powerful man and a figurehead, but you're not the guy running it, running things anymore, Mao. Not day to day. Okay, we tried your communist idealist thing. We allowed you to murder tens of millions of people. Would you mind taking a seat in the back now? So he's still number one, mind you, but he's not heavy-handedly running things anymore at all. Here's Mao's situation. We're in the early 1960s. Mao, obviously very powerful, absurdly wealthy, but power just messes up your mind so badly. And I want you to get this, and I'm, I'm going to make this as PG as humanly possible. Don't worry. You don't have to turn it off. But Mao lived like a god king. He had mansions everywhere, security everywhere, the fanciest, best of everything at all times. He believed that, this is tough for family radio, he believed that women kept him young. Remember, he's getting older by now. He believed that women kept him young. So he had lots of them. I mean, droves and droves of them. He would just drive around and see one. And just grab her and take her away. And get this. Often, because of his God-King-like status, they were not struggling. They were thrilled to come along. Thrilled to come along. And here's how twisted up this guy's mind was. Mao didn't brush his teeth. You notice you didn't ever see him smiling? That's because he would chew tea leaves and drink this green tea. Mao's teeth were like green And at one point, his personal physician told him to brush his teeth. And Mao looked at the guy and said, the tiger does not brush his teeth. This is the kind of mind you're dealing with. Back to the the female part of it. As you know, that, um, that, that kind of lifestyle comes with particular risks. Eventually, Mao acquired some some things you don't want to acquire, and I'm not going to go into it any more than that. Chris, is that okay? Did I say anything? That's okay? He acquired some things you don't want to acquire. This is how twisted up this is. This is the only reason I'm bringing this up. He refused to seek any treatment for these things he acquired, and he obviously was passing them around to his group of women, And they were happy about it. The group of women considered it an honor to have gotten that from Chairman Mao. That's the kind of life, twisted, depraved, messed up this guy was leading behind the scenes. And so when you have a mind that twisted up, minds like that don't work like your mind or my mind. 
You know, I think one woman's annoying enough. I definitely don't want a bunch. You give me a bunch of money, I'll just retire. You know what I mean? Actually, I take that back. I'll probably still do the show, but still. Mao doesn't look at life like that. Mao is resentful that he's being shoved out and shoved aside. And Mao is very worried, as many old men get, that his legacy is going to be erased. And Nikita Khrushchev is running the Soviet Union by now, gets up, gives a speech in the 1960s denouncing Stalin. Mao can't believe this because Mao sees himself as Stalin and thought Stalin would be worshipped forever. It hits Mao after he watches this speech. These people are going to totally erase and denounce me when I die unless I do something about it. Mao decides to do something about it. Mao begins turning the military, the PLA, into a heavily politicized thing. Not that that kind of a thing would ever happen here in the United States of America, but in Mao's China, step number one was turning the military, the People's Liberation Army, into a heavily, heavily pro-Mao politicized army. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Then Mao decides he's going to focus a bit more on his next group of what he considers to be his foot soldiers. Who are Mao's foot soldiers? The students. Mao always understood every great communist, I mean scumbag communist, but every powerful communist has understood that's your path to power. Your path, you don't have to have this military general, this rich guy, this, this, or this, that. You have to grab the young minds. Now, why? Why do they always go after the young minds? It's not only the obvious. It's not only so you can cement your ideology in them, and then they'll carry that to adulthood. That's part of it. That's certainly a big benefit of it. But another reason they go after the young is Part of growing up when you become a teenager, late teens, early 20s, it's human nature, especially with men. I can't speak for women here, although it appears to be the case for women as well. You want to rebel a little bit. Sometimes that rebellion is uh, sneaking a cigarette for the first time, then coughing your lungs out and realizing it's gross. Uh, sometimes that rebellion is running off with the band of Motley Crue for a year. Not ideal, certainly. But rebellion is one of those things that happens inevitably. Mao sees all these students and Mao comes up with the plan. We'll talk about that plan and an economics lesson about grocery stores. Hang on. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, 
your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Oh man, it is going to be a spicy one today, Chris. <laughs> and these emails about the lies your parents told you. <laughs> Dear Sombrero Shogun Jesse, when I was little and I had and I when I was little and I had just learned what a cannibal was, my mother told me she was a cannibal. She forgot about it and never told me anything to the contrary. So I spent the next two years fearing being eaten until I was mature enough to discern the lie. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's the best. It's because you you just, in an offhand way, make these comments to your kids. And half the time, it's because they're so daggone annoying and you're just trying to shut them up about something or trying to manipulate them into doing something for you. But it doesn't make any impact on you. And you forget as a parent, they're soaking it all in. And whatever you say, I mean, it might as well be the voice of God. I remember watching, uh, and I'm going to get back to my mouth story in a second. I get distracted. You know this. I remember watching a football game with my dad, and I'm, I'm a child. I'm, I'm five or six years old. And in his defense, there's nothing worse when you're into a game than have somebody talking the entire time. It's why you can't watch it with women. But it's, it's, there's nothing worse to have somebody talking and asking you questions the whole time. And I'm sure I was like, Dad, how do you do this? Dad, why are they doing that? Dad, why are they doing that? Dad, why, you know, you know, just ready to just murder somebody. Just let me watch the game. And I'll never forget. They threw a flag on somebody. There was a, there was a play. A bunch of guys jumped on him, tackled him. There was a flag. And I asked, I asked my dad what, what, was, what the penalty was. And like I said, I'm sure it was my 9,000th nine question of the day. He said, uh, it's illegal for more than one guy to tackle a football player. I went for years believing that and then wondering, how are they not calling a flag? Are they, how are they not calling a penalty? There's like three guys on that guy. <laughs> what, Chris? How old was I when I found out? I think I found out just a few years later. I figured out, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. All right, back to my story. So Khrushchev gives this speech, denounces Stalin. Mao is worried about himself being erased, his ideas being erased, his legacy gone. Mao begins heavily, heavily, heavily recruiting. Remember, he's still technically number one but kind of on the outs, he starts recruiting students and saying, it's time for something new. It is time for you to cast off the old 
and accept something new because people were realizing things weren't working well in the country. Now, granted, it was all Mao's fault, but Mao hands out something that's famous. It's called the Little Red Book, and he mass produces this thing, and it's nothing special. It's just Karl Marx's stuff remade in Mao's language. But it was, you could see video of it to this day. You could see pictures of it, of all these students waving it around. It was sacred to them. They would carry it around and wave it around. And Mal tells them they need to get rid of the four olds. The four olds. Old ideas, old culture, old habits, and old customs. And I know what you're saying right now. Jesse, okay, cool. But what's that mean? Oh, I don't know. Because they didn't know. You see, it was all vague, all extremely vague, on purpose. It was all vague, so it could mean whatever Mao wanted it to mean. Whatever Mao wanted it to mean. Mao first told the students to turn on their teachers. And it's famous now of teachers being tortured and beaten to death by students who loved them. The students rose up and just beat on the teachers. Teachers were committing suicide, jumping out of windows, cutting their wrists. And I don't mean one little incident. Across China. Then the students, the students turned on each other. Mao started creating classifications for his fellow students. There are gray students. There are black students. There are red students. That had nothing to do with skin color. It was whether you were good or bad. And these students begin to rise up, and Mao is directing them at various things. Various things like there was a play out there, a play Mao had previously approved of. Mao had had this play brought to him years before and looked at it and said, I like it, go ahead and make it. Mao now decided this play is kind of anti-Mao. The writer of said play, bye-bye, he's gone. And it wasn't just students and teachers and things like that. Virtually all religion in China was wiped out at this time. The Taoists, the Christians, the, the Buddhists, they were all wiped out at this time. They, we were slaughtering the religious, they were slaughtering the religious leaders. Burning down the houses of worship. Now, why did they do that? People were now getting married under a portrait of Mao. He eliminated things like Beethoven and Mozart. Why Beethoven and Mozart? There isn't even any, this isn't even any words there. Why Beethoven and Mozart? Why was it going this way? I'm going to explain to you why it goes that way. We'll finish this up. Hang on a second. Hey, Dad. Your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad. Your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad? Your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. 
At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me on Locals. That's the one I can't get kicked off of. And remember, if you miss any part of the world-famous Jesse Kelly show, Chris, you can catch the whole thing podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Mal, as he continues to carve through the culture, needs a partner. Happens to find the perfect one because most of the party partners of his he wants dead. His partner happens to be his wife. Yes, it's his fourth wife. And yes, she's apparently just as evil as Mao. When you acquire the nickname, the white boned demon, you're probably not a lovely lady you want to have a spot of tea with. This was not a good human being. This is a dark scary time be glad you never lived in it we will finish this up in just a second and i will tell you why they go after the things you love hang on Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Spend a few minutes with me and let me talk to you about my experiences in law enforcement, specifically the last eight years as sheriff. And I think you may take a different stance. I tell you right now, you look at our fence out here, I bet you it was more difficult for you to get in here to this press conference than it is at our southern border. That was Representative Troy Nels. It's the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Remember, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, I want them all. Let's finish up this Mal thing. The cultural revolution. You already know they're beating, they're murdering the teachers. Going after all the religions, the religious leaders. They are destroying not just religious sites, anything historical when it comes to China. 
Remember, they wanted to destroy the four olds. You know how much history is in China? Mao set his students, set his Red Army, Red Guards is what they were called, actually. He set them against all these things and destroyed them, pulling down statues, destroying paintings. Any of this sounding familiar at all? Anything at all? Now, once you've taken care of the teachers, you've taken care of the religions, you've taken care of the, the, the history of your country, once you've destroyed these things, then he set his sights on Mr. Liu Xiaoqi. You remember him, the number two man who gave the speech. Mr. Liu Xiaoqi, well, was still fairly popular in the country, so you couldn't just arrest him or murder him. No, you had to... Use all the resources available to you if you're Mao. And what's available to you if you're Mao? You have a media that will do as you want and repeat whatever you want them to repeat. And Mao simply had all the newspapers in China destroy Liu Xiaoqi's reputation. Soon, he wasn't well thought of anymore. Soon, he was thought of as a criminal and a traitor. So when they arrest him, and put him on his knees in, on top of broken glass and begin beating him in front of a crowd, it looks like justice all of a sudden because the system told you that he was the enemy, right? Liu Xiaoqi is carted away to a camp where he is systematically tortured over the course of a year, not a day, a year. And Lu Xiaoqi was a diabetic. Do you have any idea what it's like as a diabetic to die if you're not given the insulin you need? I'm going to spare you the details. You die ugly. It is not pleasant. It is excruciating. Mao decided it was time for Lu Xiaoqi to leave this planet. And he didn't want him to leave quickly. Didn't want him to leave painlessly. So he not only set him up in a cell, he not only denied him his diabetic treatments, Mao set up a camera so it could all be filmed and so he could watch his former number two, his former best friend who dared say the famine was man-made. Mao wanted to be able to watch him die in pain. Why do communists go after churches and music and paintings and statues and, and history? And why do you look around all the time as an American now and say to yourself, why are they going after blank, fill in the blank? It's always something else you love. It's not accidental. They intentionally, communists intentionally destroy everything that is sacred to you because they want you to replace it with communism. When they're going after the next thing, and they'll be, look, it's everything. Like I've said, uh, you've heard me rant about churches forever, mainly because that one's personal to me. It disgusts me. It's churches, it's movies, it's statues, it's paintings, it's history, it's, it's, it's everything. It's Dumbo, it's, it's everything. It's football, and I've, I've told you my heartbreak about that. 
what a football freak I've been for years, and now I won't watch anymore. I want you to understand this. They're not accidentally taking over all the things you love. It's not a, oh, whoops, sorry, Marv. Was this your favorite thing? Oh, we're wrecking it. They do that on purpose. They wreck what is sacred to you on purpose. They wreck your history on purpose. They wreck your entertainment on purpose. They wreck your religion on purpose. It is a religion of domination, of destruction. That's what communism is. That's why it only ends up destroying. It cannot create. It's not humanly possible. Understand this. The next morning you wake up and you see this next thing, and it'll be a thing you haven't even thought of yet, is being canceled or destroyed and taken off the air or fired or this thing. Whatever it is. It's not accidental they wrecked it. They wrecked it specifically because it's precious to you. You don't relate to that kind of vicious mindset, and you shouldn't, but you had better start understanding it. When they tear apart everything you love, they're doing it on purpose, and they haven't come close. They haven't come close to stopping yet. Communists. Never, ever, ever get to a point where they look around and say to themselves, you know, I think we've taken over enough here. Let's just let them have the rest of it. That's not how they think. That's not how their minds work. They're always moving forward. Always. Know that. Know that. Now. We have a problem. The country has a problem and Joe Biden has a problem. This border crisis thing has gotten away from Joe Biden. And I explained why the other day, how one, the crisis got worse than they thought, faster than they thought. They're being swarmed with people. Two, they're not able to publicly say the things they should be saying To get these people to stop coming. You ask them about a border crisis. They won't stand up at the microphone and say, don't come. You're not welcome. You'll be sent back. They're trying to assure the press that everyone's being treated well, which only encourages more people. Jen Psaki, get up the other day. I'm not going to play it again. She just played it. uh, uh, She just said it, I think, yesterday or day before when she got up and said, oh, I know there's a crisis at the border, but we're giving all these people medical care and education and mental health. (laughs) Basically, a huge advertisement for please keep coming. That's another part of it. And another part of it is this. People who would normally be with Biden aren't getting the same access to Biden they feel entitled to, and they're going to start needling him about it. These Washington, D.C. reporters have egos, big ones. You've risen to a very high position in your profession. You consider yourself to be a celebrity. That's almost universal for these people. And celebrities demand things. They just do. And celebrities always, always, always demand special treatment of some kind. Why do you think all these stars, baseball stars and football stars and rock stars and movie stars and music stars and all these other stars, 
Why do you think whenever they get a DUI, you get the cringy DUI video of, don't you know who I am? Why do you think that happens? The media wants access they're not getting. I'm not done yet. Hang on. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. I have, well, I've seen what it's like when family members go through heart problems. They run in my family. Blood pressure problems, heart problems, these things run in the Kelly family. There's no need whining about it. That's just my lot in life. I have to take extra steps to take care of my heart and my blood pressure. Super Beats heart chews, I don't view them as being optional for me. I view them as being an obligation. And it's not as if it's difficult. They taste amazing. I eat the pomegranate berry. I eat two a day. I eat two with my dinner every single night. It's my dessert. They're delicious. They're all natural. They're good for my heart. They're good for my blood pressure. And I don't have to worry about a daggone pill bottle. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. Buy two bags, get the third for free. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel 
Sonoda Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chuck, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chuck for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time 